We haven't talked for ages. And when I say ages, I think the last time we talked, Noah was clattering around with some bits of timber thinking I might build an ark because it started to get a bit moist around these parts. Anyway, fast forward about 2,361 years. Here we are on the beach, destination Southport, population, you and me. And today is all about, have a guess, if you've seen anything that I've been posting on any of the social media feeds or just chatting about at events and stuff, you'll know that Monsieur GPT is the guy that's been knocking on my door with increasing regularity these past few weeks. Very much a late bloomer. I mean, AI and me go back, but only through novels never any real application of it because if you know me you know that I'm a little bit skittish and yeah I'm never going to be a coder but I'm more than happy to tinker with other people's work and test the edges see where all the bumps and lumps are and see how it could be applied to our lives make things a little bit fun a little bit easier what was it Gaffer said today at work? I'm allergic to tech debt and I'd rather be efficiently lazy. I like that. What a vibe. That's why he's my boss. That's why I've chosen him to be my leader. And I think with his engineering mindset, he'd probably get on quite nicely with all the magical things that AI's got to offer. And he's magic it literally is magic when you went to shows as a kid and well look at david copperfield i'm going to make this elephant disappear boom gone it's nice just one of them screens that's got like a picture of it of a background minus the elephant in front of the elephant not been there before but this is magic writ real even the people who developed the latest guys Sam Altman and his crew at OpenAI admit that they don't have a clue how it actually happens I mean sure they know all about the transformers they know all about the way that the bits and pieces come together and Stephen Wolfram's got a very good guide at wolfram.com where you can find out exactly how ChatGPT works and the best thing about it is you can go to Bing Chat or Google Bard and say, hey, teach me like I'm five. How does this GPT-4 thing work? Or have a look at that Wolfram page. You can find it. Just type in, how does GPT-4 work? Wolfram.com. That'll get you there. You're so lazy. Or if you are, be efficiently lazy. Anyway, I digress can do stuff like that and so wow where do we go i want to talk about this for a while because it's really going in a really good way and by the way if you hear any gusts the gusts are the result of me walking in the swampy marshlands that used to be southport beach r.i.p sand you were a treasured friend and now you're just a frustrating walk proof inconvenience we get by but it's just not the same 
the AI thing. So there's two big issues with it. And they both amount to the same thing. But let's start with the compute. It takes an amazing amount of GPU resource to handle the global demand for AI right now. It's astonishing how many people are using it on a regular basis. And if you imagine, I'm just going to do a very, very teach me like I'm five guide to the text version, ChatGPT. It's essentially rooting through what we call a large language model, which is billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of words, phrases, sentences, paragraphs, articles, and it's essentially predicting the best next fragment of a word based on answers or constructions of sentences answering questions similar to the one that you have presented to it and it's dissecting your question into fragments to analyze the question because it's not conscious it is still just an algorithm albeit a particularly sophisticated it's trying to figure out how you can how you can respond to those fragments with other fragments with some familiarity, some commonality. And you know, you look at these large language models and they're kind of fifteen gig. You can start to sort of pack them now onto stuff like phones and computers and run your own open source large language model, which is in itself mind blowing. And the dependency on the GPU, the compute, is just insane. And you multiply the demand for that level of sophistication in the chip by hundreds of millions of concurrent users. Well, maybe it's not that. Maybe it's more like millions, because we're not all at it at the same time. But it's coming. And you realise the demand. Oh, hello. Welcome to the Isle of Man for the TT 2023. I don't think he planned to do a wheelie, but uh, anyway, nice skid marks. So the compute demands are going to be huge. They're exponential as people start switching on to the potential of AI. Those demands are just going to grow, 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 grow. We're talking hockey stick, and we're talking about that now. And nobody really understands just how meaty those demands are going to be. So that's point Part two is the energy and the power that's needed for all this compute, all these GPUs sat in servers in the cloud. I was listening to a Jason Calacanis this week in Startups just now where there was a guy talking. He's in beta with his game character generation app that uses AI to create images on the fly and for like things like if you're into you know games and that you'll understand the concept of treasure chests. 
and they're talking about doing that for user-generated content, not just games designers, so you'd be able to do that on the fly. And these guys, over the space of, like, a month in beta, been spending, beta? Spending, like, a quarter of a million dollars just on server demand. It's huge, it's huge. Well, that's the more sort of technically inclined side of AI, and as we start dealing with 3D images, you've already seen some of those AI-generated films out there at the moment. There's that famous one about McDonald's. There's the Wes Anderson one, where they're creating avatars out of famous people and putting them in a Wes Anderson version of Lord of the Rings. I mean, you know, it's just inconceivable. Just from a few, even a few weeks ago, none of us thought we were going to be here today, this sunny evening, looking out over Southport Beach, thinking, what a time to be alive. And it really is. Too nice to be inside, too nice to be talking AI. But here we are, we are talking it. Because it's... We bandy around the word transformative and revolutionary like sweets. But this technology shift really is seismic in every sense. It's unprecedented, it's unparalleled, it's extraordinary, and in one way or another, we're already affected by it, all of us, in some way. I've been using it in various different guises since I first logged on to chat.openai.com. And sorry about the sniffle, by the way. It's uh, very unprofessional, but then I am recording into the arse of a phone. It's hardly like I'm giving you any pretense of being anything but a rank amateur. So bear with, and uh, I'll try and out-sniff it into a gutter. So I started, so I went to chat.openai.com. I mean, I went to playground.openai.com to start with, which is where you've got a little bit more control, but you only have a limited amount of credits to use for free, and you can't plumb in the API from OpenAI using the playground until you sign up for the $20 a month plus plan. So, limited in appeal. So, I just use the chat.openai.com now, rocking chat GPT, which is GPT 3.5 for free. But an inside tip, if you're not already familiar with it, is that, so, Google's Bard, which is based on the, I think, Palm 2 LLM, large language model, hooks directly up to the web, so... Results are up to date, just as they are if you go to bing.com in the Microsoft Edge web browser and click the chat link at the top. Or if you're on a mobile, download the Bing app. And to get to the AI bit, the ChatGPT powered search, which really is search, period, these days. 
I'd love to see the percentages of people using conventional search to using Bing chat to search, but it must be orders of magnitude greater, those who are keen on the AI side of the search world. So you're going in there, and as I say, chat GPT 3.5, I'm not typically using that these days, simply because I'm finding that the, uh, the Bing chat does a much better job because like I say that's hooked up to the internet whereas chat GPT 3.5 at chat.openai.com ain't you're getting the LLM so in other words you're getting the fully baked product up until about 2021 so you can't use chat GPT 3.5 at chat.openai.com if you want to see what's on at your local theatre next week and if chat gpt reckons it's any good got to get some semantics out of the way so chat gpt is effectively the interface for gpt three and a half or gpt four bing chat is the interface for microsoft's meddled gpt four and obviously free and Bard is like the Bing chat, but Google's version, and it's based on a whole different LLM. Like I say, I think from memory, because they did the Google I.O. event lately called Palm 2. So I still remember a few weeks ago when I thought, I don't need to get myself wrapped around this. I remember I was recording a music-based show and I just said to ChatGPT look I want you to root in the archives and find me all the best country songs from 1996 quick as a flash I had a playlist great save me a ton of time because I usually research that stuff so that was nice that was real the A and the ABC of AI. And then I felt quite clever because I'm off to Canada in September. And I thought, you know what I'll do? I'll see if Chat GPT. Oh, was he using Bing Chat? I was probably using Bing Chat at the time. See if Bing Chat will put together for me. A lovely itinerary exploring the east coast of Canada. And the problem with AI at the time, it had a terrible memory. And it still does hallucinate some of its answers. So it will tell you that such and such is in such and such and it isn't if you said tell me about the country music festivals coming up this year it will give you the wrong dates and if you ask it to recommend YouTube links it will fabricate them I remember I asked it for a map Bing Maps with the itinerary on it and we ended up going down 
about seven different maps online and it just about scraped one into reality so that was quite nice but laboured and all of those time efficiencies just end up evaporating you're like what why did this try you know what was the point of doing all that work and then coming up with this i would have been better just creating traditional internet searches to get the results but this is experimentation this is testing this is failing to get better um that's what was happening nowadays with the understanding of the power of prompt engineering what i'm finding and what i've explained to numerous colleagues who are starting to catch on now in fact one today hilariously said oh god this is gonna hoover up all the jobs she said we well, don't need to worry about it working its magic on design do we i said uh, have you heard of mid-journey or stable diffusion or DALI. I think DALI was actually the first time I became aware of AI, which was ages ago when we were on the wait list. I think I ever got past first base with that. So anyway, I didn't want to seize the poor girl with terror. I was like, yeah, no, it's, it's only text and you look at it, it's not very good, is it? While concurrently working on a very nice content marketing piece and the power and the flexibility of this is, is, is absolutely severe so you're best given it scenarios and the you've probably heard of things like baby gpt and auto sorry baby agi and auto gpt which i call autonomous agents so you create a goal you get them started with a list of tasks so the goal could be create a business that will make me a thousand dollars by the end of the week suggest some steps to take and auto gpt or baby agi will go off and depending on the plugins models that it's associated with go out and it could send emails create accounts for you set up a shopify store you know it's it's the stuff of dreams or the stuff of nightmares depending on which side of the fence you're on but for me it's very much a reverie and today well so yesterday was good because i, I thought Do you know what i've not used it for so it's great at editing and summarizing so if you've got a story that you've written and you want it 200 words tighter as a journalist i always find it difficult slashing my words I call it killing your babies you know you wouldn't have written it as it was unless you thought it was pretty good so unless you've got a handy sub editor on hand chat gpt to the rescue here's here's the article can you retain its magic make it more inspiring have it tweaked so that it panders to the preferences of a 35 year old it technician 
living in Berkshire and set the AI on its way and providing that you're willing to give it a look over before hitting publish it's gonna give you a pretty striking resemblance of a perfectly acceptable piece minus the 200 words or whatever you want to do with it so yesterday I started working on that and I published on LinkedIn a series of three prompts that I used because Bing Chat now is multimodal and what does that mean? That essentially means that it remembers the conversation so you can just keep on keeping on whereas before you get to I think it was was it 20? You could ask it up to 20 questions and then you'd have to brush the conversation off and start again and then you've got a you know you're so limited you can't have a real conversation you can't tweak polish and finesse things when you're on such finite shaky ground that's all gone now that's disappeared and now it's free to play free time keep it on and the, the, the good thing about being chat as well is that you can ask it to create an image and it's got Dali built in. So Dali will generate dutifully your image for you. A series of four to have a look at. And it ain't a patch on Midjourney 5. 5.1. And if you've been alive this week and on social media or news sites, you'll have seen some of the work that the computer does with some relatively simple prompts, you know, like photorealistic woman walking through the streets of Paris in a shower at night, lights twinkling, shot on a Sony i3, whatever, uh, on such and such film you know uh, with a with a, a 35 105 millimeter lens i mean the level of detail you can go to or just you know the style steampunk or romantic or you know all these different things that you can put in and dutifully mid journey brings back mid journey is available on discord by the way which is like a bulletin board for boomers it's remarkable what it can do and so I did the content marketing so I got a uh, as the source code I gave it a link to an Amazon Web Services page and said right I want you to write a 350 word sales pitch based on this page I want it to be arousing the imagination I want it to be inspiring I want it to impel the reader to get in touch and find out more about how we can help you get the most from this service a few seconds later I've got it on my plate and then I'm thinking okay well let's take this step further you've told me about these three standout features I want you to explore the web and find three use cases across multiple industries of how these features made a big difference to 
specific businesses. A few seconds later, three case studies, three mini success stories. Brilliant. Throw that in. Because the more that you evolve on what you've been given, the better the result is, the more real it is. Because you're working with fragments to create a whole. You're creating fragments of AI that once you add the human touch to them, and don't forget, I've always, always said, started off saying this is AI used ethically is human plus. It's now evolved to human in the loop. That really, what AI generates needs to be the basics for the springboard, the launch pad for what you're going to build, you're going to create, whatever you're going to make. But make sure that it's not the end state, it's just the beginning. Did the content marketing yesterday. Today, I asked it to find the five most popular news stories about energy and housing innovation. But I don't just want the stories. I want you to give me some context for the stories. Look in the archives and find reasons why people find these news stories so compelling. So essentially now become my virtual research assistant looking behind the headlines and then I want you to take your eyes away from the rear view mirror and look ahead look through the windscreen tell me how I can find out more where are the good sources that I need to go that let me reflect on what I've just read in the form of a news article and expand my knowledge around it so that I can understand it better in terms of how it relates to what's coming next or what the definitive sources are for the key topics that have been explored in it. And I think you can guess the rest. Came back. Monsieur, et voilà. And it really was. Now, I'm a word guy, so... I've seen enough about images and people using apps like tome.app, that's T-O-M-E dot app, for creating slide decks, pitch decks, based on a few keywords. This, this whole coalescence of images and text in different formats, I've seen videos edited, I've seen people take their entire back catalogue of 300 podcasts and ask AI to write a book with all of the key facts written in a very jolly cartoonish fashion appealing to a younger demographic and then take the same source material and write it for specialists in a industrial sector or for a different demographic same content the wrapper is fundamentally different and the product therefore 
is entirely fairly discernible as the same thing under the sheet and the adventure continues I'm on this every day and I'm not an expert and compared to those who are I'll always be an apprentice and I'm, I'm perfectly happy with that because this is my world my rules my time me and AI finding out a bit more about each other every day and it's great and I'm thoroughly energised by it some of the things that I dearly want to see well I work for a big organisation and there are three challenges I have one is finding the opportunities for learning when they are contextually relevant so for example say I'm working on because I have been say I'm working on diagramming a quite complex process and let's be honest your memory's any good you'll remember that I said that I was the words guy I'm not an expert in visualisation in any other medium but vowels and consonants so what I would have needed say after like an hour of seeing me doing abominable job trying to represent this process as an activity diagram it was an activity diagram then I wanted to pop up saying look Dave let me take you by the hand mate because you're flipping awful at this we want to take you from incompetent to hero so here's a course it's an interactive course it's got a baked in community so you can ask questions follow ups if it gets a bit too tense here's a few YouTube videos to back up some of the key points I want that and I don't have that and yet we've got millions of hours of lessons on every conceivable topic not there when you need them so I want AI to intervene and I'm happy to let the algorithm watch me as I work and help me that way the second challenge I have is finding people if you're working in a big organisation unless you've got a an information officer and a team behind her who is indexing to a degree everyone and everything in that business then you're never going to be where AI could be and you've got your own proprietary large language model that's growing every day and you need your own server to take care of that and do it internally and I know that Amazon I think it's on EC3 I can't be sure but Amazon's got Azure Amazon's got a uh, a private kind of firewalled area where you can build your own LLM I mean lots of senders will offer this service but the tools are there the thing that might not necessarily be there in every organisation is the will and the third thing and this is where 
all of this stuff comes together. It's finding connections in business information. I mean, wouldn't it be great if industries came together and said, look, together we can grow the pie. This is not about the slice. Currently got a medium-sized pie. We could give you a family-sized pie if we all just work together and share the basics to make us all a bit more consistent and a bit more professional in how we work. But the information internally, intranets are, what's the word? Oh, yeah, shit. There isn't a great intranet in the world right now. It's death by committee. Too many people, too many agendas, too many opinions. I want that on the homepage. No, you don't. You want that on the homepage. No, we need a section for that. Bloat. Debt. Impossible to navigate IA. All the signals are there for failure, but you know what? We plod on. Now, that's not a problem with AI. AI is going to take care of that for you. No arguments. AI is going to figure out what people need. Because people are going to test it. And as people test it, in a, an inspiring constantly changing environment that AI is going to reflect that by continually building a better environment sensing out better connections understanding your colleagues better than the best human leader could and making sure that what they need is where they need it when they need it a personalised dynamic constantly evolving intelligent intranet we're not a million miles away from it we've already got AI chatbots what's so terrible about having that as an interface what's so terrible about having your own personal corporate AI assistant planning your meetings telling you what you need to learn Finding information before you need it. Imagine that. You probably heard about the movement for building a second brain and people using platforms like Rome Research and Obsidian to make notes and find connections, create graphs. It all feels horribly 2014 now that we can do that without hitting a key. This has been fun. I've really enjoyed it. Good God. And you've stuck around. Either that or you know where the fast forward button is. Some other stuff going on. Find a place to live. Booking holidays. Usual yada, yada, yada. But... Reflections on AI is something that I've wanted to do for a while and I've had the opportunity tonight to get a few thoughts together and present them to you. I'd just be interested to get your views on what's working, what's not, what you're frustrated with, where you see the opportunities. If you work in AI, talk to me. I would love, 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 love 
to get your perspectives and to find out what you're working on. Let's talk about it. Share it with the world. That's what we're here for. Dave at wordandmouth.com. It's been a blast. Here's to the next few weeks, months, years. Changing times. Exciting times. I'm Dave Thackeray, at Dave Thackeray on Twitter. You've been lovely. Have a great weekend. And I hope we get to speak on this subject again very, very soon. Ta-da! <laughs> okay, think of your mind as the house and your ears as the doors and windows. I'm going to come as Nick Knowles and buff up your rooms and excite your entrances. Welcome to Thacknology, the world of me, Dave Thackeray. Every day I'm trawling the web and world for ideas and inspiration to make your life a little more lavish. More often than not, it's just a plain old fun factory highlighting things to make us smarter, speedier, and smilier. Don't forget to leave me a message if you want something, anything discussed, regaled on Thacknology. I'm Dave Thackeray. I'm a writer. I like a microphone. But more importantly, I love to hear what you think. So get in, stick around, if only to keep me company. And remember, it can only get better from here. Thanks for being you. And for us, welcome to Team Thacknology.